saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Hey sis, welcome back to Girl Goodnight. I'm Return of Lamac, and every Sunday you can relax to binaural beats while I read you a melanated bedtime story. Tap into this show on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. All links will be in the episode description. Submit original work and future episode suggestions to girlgoodnightpodcast at gmail.com. Help your friends sleep in melanated peace. Girl, share the show and show us some love with a five-star rating and review. Enhance your Girl Goodnight experience with our four-week sleep journal, blank line journal, and more. All available now on the Girl Goodnight Etsy shop. Just click the link in the description and girl, come shop with us. Tonight, we will be reading Sweet and Sour, written by Sedona Rose. Sedona Rose is a Southern girl from South Carolina. She loves our Carolina Panthers reading and, of course, writing about Black love. She plans to give you realistic fiction with Black leads. When she's not writing, she records videos for her YouTube channel titled K the Bookworm. And she also has a podcast called Brutal Honesty with K Renee. All links to connect with Sedona Rose will be listed in the episode description. So make sure you tap in. Arrogant know-it-all baseball player Sonny Roswell is back in his hometown after signing a lucrative contract with the city's new baseball team. After an insulting incident with the local barista, Cherish Mack, Sonny is forced to do the one thing he never does, apologize. Sonny's quickly caught off guard by the shy, sweet, single mother who never steps out of line and whose only focus is her son and school. After getting closer during a Valentine's Day party, Sunny encourages Cherish to step out of her comfort zone and experience an unforgettable night. Be sure to check out the Sweet and Sour playlist linked in the episode description to enjoy more of these vibes. The following story contains explicitly detailed sex scenes. If this isn't your thing, please don't move any further. Check out some other works by Sedona Rose. Now... Close your eyes, take a deep breath, and sleep in melanated peace. Chapter One, Sunny. No, damn it. I told you three times already. Light ice. Make sure you evenly distribute the chocolate sauce, add three pumps of caramel, honey, add more chocolate, and then you add the coffee. I screamed at the barista. Yes, sir. I'll fix it again. I apologize for the mistake, the girl nervously said as she took the third cup from my hand, attempting to make my coffee correctly. I didn't give a damn how long it took for her to get it right, as long as she did. I chose to come to Sweet and Savory as soon as they opened, which was seven, to get my Hills Chocolate Java Mocha. Next, I go to Trim It Up to get my lineup before going to Lily Field to get some hits in, before finally going to my parents' house. 
but this barista was fucking up my plans and my mood. Damn, he's making that girl recreate his order again, a guy with yellow shorts said. Fuck, I'm going to be late for work. This is ridiculous, a woman with braids commented shortly after. Complaints from behind me? I didn't care. I'm a paying customer just like everyone else. And last time I checked, the customer is always right. The barista came back with what looked like tears forming in her eyes as she handed me the cup. Looking at her before I took a sip, she gave me a slight smile with hopefulness in her glare. Drinking two quick sips, I spit it back into the cup. Hell no, I yelled. Before she got to respond, Antoine, who was my homeboy and the owner of Sweet and Savory, came through the door. Hey, what's going on? Cherish, why aren't these customers being served? And why in the hell is there coffee on the floor? He questioned. I I messed up his order by accident and he started to yell. I knocked it over by mistake, she fearfully replied while wiping the tears that were falling down her cheek with the back of her hand. Man, she fucked up my order three times. I barked at Antoine with fire in my eyes. Cherish said she was sorry. If you weren't being a damn asshole, she wouldn't have spilled it. One of the customers said while everyone else muttered in agreement. Antoine turned to me with his brow raised as I just shrugged my shoulders, not caring what everyone said. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for what took place. Please enjoy anything from the menu on the house. Antoine responded to his patrons. Seeming pleased by that offer, the customers started to look and see what they wanted to get. Tuan, what about my coffee? I got places I need to be. Looking at my Apple Watch, I noticed it was 7.45 and I was already late for my haircut appointment. Shaking his head. Man, quit being a damn baby. Go in the back. I'll make your coffee, okay, Sonny? And Cherish, as soon as Kim gets here, go ahead and take a break. Or do you need one right now? Turning to face him, she answered. Um, I think I got it. Kim will be here in a little while. I can handle it. Nodding at her reply, he went behind the counter and started to make my coffee. Making my way down the hallway, Cherish called me. Um, Sonny, I'm truly sorry about what happened. I promise to make it correct next time. I sucked my teeth before I rolled my eyes. Yeah, whatever. With a defeated look on her face, she went back to take another customer's order. Reaching Antoine's door, I overheard a customer. Don't let him get to you, okay? He's an asshole by nature. Entering Antoine's office, I was impressed by the size of it. A spacious area that had a sienna couch with matching chocolate and gold walls that corresponded with the colors in the front of the store. There was a neon sign hanging on the wall showcasing the company logo behind his cherrywood desk that placed his iMac and a couple of picture frames. Getting comfortable on the couch, I pulled out my phone to text my barber to let him know I would be late. After getting an okay from him, I scrolled on social media until Antoine came in. The first thing that popped up was the flyer for the Sweet Kinks party that was happening tomorrow night on Valentine's Day. Sweet Kinks would be the first party I attended since being back in my hometown of Jones Hills, North Carolina. Returning to a small city compared to living in California for over nine years was bittersweet. I was happy to be the franchise player to the newest baseball team in the city, the Hawks. I couldn't say no to the $25 million contract they practically threw at me. But the other side to it was that I didn't think Jones Hills was ready for my so-called attitude. 
I was the first athlete to be drafted in the MLB in the city, plus breaking records during my time in Cali. Both of my mothers think I have this cocky persona. In my opinion, I was the best damn shortstop in the league. Being a prodigy in high school, along with college, heightened that. Actuality, for lack of a better word, I couldn't do shit wrong. I'm always right about every decision I make in my life, even though it led me to some trouble. For example, arguing with the owner and the manager of my old team due to my contract getting cut because of the new player they traded. Bradley Johnson was the second baseman from the Panthers, the baseball team that was in Amethyst Falls, Tennessee. He had a streak of getting into fist fights on the field. Hell, we had a couple of fights on and off the field because of his damn mouth. Once the news broke about him being traded to the team, I went straight to my team manager and owner of the team to express my concerns. Neither of them cared, so I hit up my agent, Jace. I was looking for a way out, and I got it with the Hawks. I was looking at the flyer as I felt the hard slap behind my neck that Antoine gave me as he walked in. Man, why you gotta start shit with my number one employee? You lucky she ain't walk out on my ass. Here's your nasty ass coffee too, he chuckled as he passed the iced coffee to me. I shook the cup before taking a sip of it. I licked my lips to appreciate the flavor that came to my taste buds. Now this is how you make my Java Hills mocha. I said to him in approval. Antoine laughed at me as I took more sips of my drink. But it ain't my fault you got an employee that can't get a simple order together, man. Hey, chill out. This isn't Cali where people kiss the ground you walk on. You back home in the hills with the people that'll curse you out and call it a damn day. Luckily, Cherish isn't like that, he confirmed. Anyway, next time she needs to make my shit correct and I won't have to show her that side of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything straight with your contract and shit? Taking another sip of my coffee, I nodded. Oh yeah, the money in the bank. The ink dried, even got a tour of the field. The damn clubhouse is twice as big as the one in the A's headquarters. That's what's up. I'm happy you're closer to home. I know your mom's happy you're home too. Chuckling, I affirmed. Yeah, they both came over last night to help me unpack his shit. The main reason for the move was to be closer to my mothers, Kendra and Lori. They were ecstatic I was moving back home. They've always wanted me to play on the East Coast instead of being in California. True. Are you over the whole Johnson shit too? He inquired, sucking my teeth. You know this nigga went on a damn rant on Twitter talking about how I was scared to play with him because of our past history. Man, fuck that dude. Every time y'all brawl, he's the one that's starting it. You talk shit. What you expect me to do? Not throw my fist? Antoine expressed, which made me chuckle. Exactly. I saw that shit before I walked in here. It did with Cherish fucking up my coffee. I just spazzed. Nodding. Understandable. But you can't let what people say get to you, bro. We ain't in high school or college anymore. Your hands are your moneymaker. Don't mess them up over what a nigga says. Antoine told me while sipping his own coffee before he turned on his computer. I just nodded, taking in everything he said. What were you looking at when I walked in, though? He questioned. Oh, I was looking at... There was a knock, and someone was interrupting me. Hey, Antoine, I told Cherish to take a 45 cents to slow right now. 
The woman who I suppose was Kim told Antoine while standing in the doorway with her apron draped over her left arm. All right, cool. Also tell her she can leave early too instead of her regular time, Antoine added. A stale expression coming over her face, she started. Now you know that girl isn't going to take off early, but I'll tell her what you said, Kim said as she walked away. The thought of Cherish invaded my mind. Though she had tears in her eyes when I started yelling at her, she was breathtaking. She had brown sugar skin, modest locks, along with deep dimples in her puffy cheeks that sent my dick into overdrive. The counter and the cheesy uniform she wore were doing a terrible job at hiding her thickness. I knew she was working with something. It was easy to see between that full face coupled with the way her titties were about to burst open like a can of biscuits in that brown and gold polo shirt. Yo, Sonny, Antoine yelled while waving his hand in my face. Blinking hard twice, I swatted his hand away. What, nigga? Where your head at? Nowhere. Yo, let me ask you something. Antoine rose from his seat as he walked to the file cabinet and grabbed two folders before sitting down and starting to look through them. What up? Your worker Cherish. What's her deal? He stopped looking through the papers before he eyeballed me weirdly. Why you want to know? Shrugging nonchalantly. Just curious, I answered. Taking a deep breath, he responded. She's 27, a grad student at Jones Hill State, working on her MBA. She works as a bottle girl at Aces Nightclub every other weekend, and she has a kid. The kid part made my jaw drop. Baby daddy in the picture? Antoine laughed out loud as if I said the world's funniest joke. Nigga, hell no. Whack niggas with the Onyx gang out in the ridge. The only male figures her son got are her dad and brother. The Onyx gang was known for running the streets, getting women pregnant, and not handling their responsibilities on raising their seeds. How the fuck she end up with a nigga from the Onyx? Nigga, you know how they get down. Always go for the sweet girls. Wine and dine them, get them pregnant, and on to the damn next. But Cherish is a hard worker, an excellent student, and all about her son. Antoine spoke as he looked through the stack of paper. Nodding, I switched the conversation. Damn. But to answer your previous question, I was looking at the flyer for Sweet Kink's party that's happening tomorrow. Yeah, that shit gonna be lit as fuck. The Fuller twins are hosting it. My eyes perked up. The Fuller twins, Evan and Cameron, were known for throwing the freakiest parties in the city. The last one I attended was their Christmas party two years ago. What started as a formal party turned into a full-out sex dungeon by the end of the night. It's not like I was complaining, though. Shit, let me go ahead and get this ticket ahead to the mall and see if I can pull an outfit together right quick. All right, bro. I got a business to run, so let me walk you out. Antoine got up from his seat and we walked out of his office together. We talked about the plans he had for his girl Tiffany after the party. I listened as he boasted about her. My nigga was in love. Even though I didn't have time for a relationship, I wouldn't mind one. Breezing through the small patio the cafe had outside for dining, I noticed Cherish in one of the gold chairs. She was on the phone talking to someone as tears rolled down her face. I wanted to go over and ask her what was wrong, but I didn't want to cause more drama in her day, so instead, I went the opposite direction to my car. As I unlocked the black Tesla with the key fob and opened the door, 
I felt someone staring at me from behind. As soon as I turned, Cherish and I made eye contact and she quickly turned her head. Chuckling to myself, I hopped in my car so that I could finally finish out my errands for the day. Chapter 2. Cherish. Cherish, I told you, just because you're nice and sweet doesn't give people the right to talk to you any kind of way. You can't control the way someone comes at you, but you can control your response. You and he are lucky I wasn't there. I would have thrown all that coffee right on his face with a big ass smile. My best friend Jordan said, I giggled at her crazy statement. I was on my break sitting outside in one of the golden chairs eating my breakfast. It was a chill in the air, but the sun was out. And after what took place inside, I needed some fresh air in my lungs. And then I would have to get Uncle Aaron and Aunt Maggie to bail your ass out. And you know you'll be living like those women in Orange is the New Black. I told her as I bit into my blueberry and lemon muffin. Hey, at least my pussy will be eaten from time to time, she said, flipping her tongue up and down. Trying not to choke on my food, I quickly took a sip of my lemon mint tea. Ew, Jordy, save your tongue tricks for Janae, I giggled. Girl, whatever. If you got your honey licked a few times, you wouldn't be as tight as you are, she expressed. Rolling my eyes, I sighed. I hated when she was right. Since I had my son six years ago, the only time I got off was through my hands or my handy-dandy rose sex toy. Anyway, what are your plans for the day of love? I asked her, moving the conversation back to her. While Jordan ran off the details she planned with her new boo, Janae, Sonny came out of the front door of Sweet and Savory. The first thing I noticed was his height. He had to be at least six feet, two inches with flawless umber-colored skin, a strong jawline with a trim goatee, and waves in his hair. His chest was so defined, I could see it through the shirt he was wearing. We made eye contact as he walked to his car, and he had a look of concern on his face while staring at me. I didn't want him yelling at me again, so I quickly turned away. I could feel his gaze on me before he got in his car and drove away. As he passed me, I exhaled loudly, which made Jordan stop talking. Cherish, everything okay, love? Yeah, I mean, no. Lance isn't doing his part when it comes to Liam again, and it's stressing me out. Still being a deadbeat, huh? I nodded my head while more tears fell. Cherish, don't waste your tears on that nigga no more. You're a good damn mother to Liam. Lance is missing his time and he's going to regret it, she confirmed. Wiping the tears and blowing my nose with the napkin I had, I nodded. Now, no more crying, okay? Didn't you tell me that Liam is with your parents for the weekend? Yeah, he's in Nashville for two weeks. I was thankful my parents chose to take Liam for the two weeks I was off for my winter mid-break. This time was a real breather for me since all I did was take care of him, work, and school. Okay, so do something fun. And before you say it, I don't mean watching movies and ice cream at the house, Jordan sternly said. I giggled as I shook my head. My bestie knew me like the back of her hand. Well, there is this party that Kim was talking about that's happening tomorrow. Go. Jordan, you know me and party doesn't go in the same sentence, though, I said as I stood up to throw away my trash before I walked back into the cafe. 
Kim and Antoine were taking the customer orders and they didn't see me walk in or go to the break room to finish my conversation with Jordan before it was time for me to complete my shift. Cherish, it's time to have fun. You're still young, but you sound like you're in your 60s. Yeah, I know, but with Liam and school... Nope, I'm sick of you using Liam as a scapegoat and school as an excuse for not having a social life. You know that me, your parents, and my parents will help you out in any way we can when it comes to Liam. I'm pretty sure I'll be getting a text from my mom talking about going to Nashville to see their grandson soon. I laughed at that because it was true. Since I told them I was pregnant with Liam, my support system showed out and assisted me in any way they could. Even with Jordan and her parents living all the way in Amethyst Falls, Tennessee, they have helped in more ways than Lance ever did. You need to get a ticket to that party, go to the full bloom spa to get your nails and toes done, get a wax and your locks retwisted, then pull out that hot pink dress that I got you for your birthday that your ass still hasn't worn, along with a pair of heels, and go out. Okay, mom, is there anything else I need to do since you're barking orders at me? I giggled. Sticking her middle finger up at me before she placed it on her chin, she snapped her fingers. Get some dick. You need to fulfill your nasty ass fantasies. The bondage, floggers, butt plugs, all that shit you've been reading about in those books. I bit my bottom lip thinking about the details that I saw on the flyer. There'll be a live voyeur and orgy show there. Jordan's smile grew as she wiggled her eyebrows. Perfect. Just for one night, Cherish, step out of your comfort zone. Leave the sweet and nice Cherish we're all used to at home and let that nasty bad bitch that I know you are out. Thanks for always making me feel good, Jordy, I told her sniffling. Girl, wipe those tears. You know I got you, boo. I wiped my eyes as she instructed, and in a whisper I said, Okay, let me get back to work. I love you, Jordy. I love you too, Cherish, and happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Once we disconnected, I went to wash my hands and check myself in the mirror to make sure my eyes weren't red and puffy. And thankfully, I was good. I went to put my phone in my locker and it vibrated. It was a cash app from Jordan. George 24 gave you $800 for Batty that's about to get her back blown. I laughed at her message and texted her, thank you. Sending me two heart emojis, I put my phone up, grabbed my apron and went to the front. Cherish, we're good. You can go home, Antoine said, not even looking in my direction. Looks like he did see me sneak back in. You sure you don't need me to stay? He flashed me a still expression and I laughed. Cherish, you rarely take a day off. Enjoy your Liam-free weekend. You'll still get paid if you're worried about money, he said, smiling as he pushed the lever that poured the hot liquid into the cup that was under it. Well, since you put it that way... I beamed while untying the apron. I gave him a bear hug and he hugged me back before letting me go. I went to the back and grabbed my purse and clocked out. Walking out the door, I was happy to have such a great boss and great ass friends. The first thing to do was schedule my appointments for tomorrow, then take a long, hot bubble bath and finally sleep. Are you still up? Girl... Good night. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
my guy. You're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.